0: May the second, May. We're in May. We are in May. It's not going to be May. It is May. Yes. Um. This is episode 121 of the Media Boat Podcast. Thank you for joining us. If you're watching live on YouTube or if you're listening to our audio version, regardless, if you're a return uh, listener or a first time listener, the Media Boat Podcast is your source for news about movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order. We also talk about things we've enjoyed to let you know, or hated, uh, to let you know what we thought about them. Uh, my name is Matt. His name is Mike.
1: I'm Mike. He's Matt. We are going to be in-dating you with some international topics, actually. I don't know what that word was, but yes. inundating. Yes. There we go. That's better. What do you think I said?
0: I heard in-dating, and I was like, what's in-dating? Indoctrinating. Yes, we're <laughs> going to indoctrinate you. Uh, as at,
1: uh, over the podcast airwaves here. Yeah, no, no, we're, we have some international news that affects video games, but before we get to all of that, yes. there's something that happened this past weekend. What happened this past weekend? Well, it was quite a e- historic event as box office was basically, movie theaters were overrun with people. Huh, I wonder why that would have been. Yeah, Weird weird that, that never happens like maybe like once every three years now or yeah, so <laughs> something like that so uh so in case you didn't know
0: uh, we start the podcast as always with the box office numbers for the movie industry over the last past weekend and this was the weekend that the movie industry was waiting for because we have a new king of the
1: opening weekend yeah so for the longest time what like 20 to 15 years it was yeah. titanic it was always Titanic. It was always Titanic. And then everyone it was Avatar. Everyone compared themselves to Titanic. Yeah. Then 2009 came and everyone compared themselves to Avatar. But then the Force Awakens, right? I think I think Avengers actually. Oh, okay. I think in 2012 it was the Avengers. And then 2015 literally three, three years later yeah. it was the Force Awakens. And now, three years later. <laughs> so uh, all this preamble
0: <laughs> is of course talking about Avengers Avengers Infinity War, War. the third Avengers film, and the brand-newest Marvel film in theaters now. Uh, Number
1: 19 in the MCU.
0: Number 19 in the Marvel uh, series,
1: but number one in our hearts. Uh, Well, number one one in the box office. That was a joke. Thank you.
0: But also, number one in the box office this weekend, as predicted. But man, we were off... By probably $17 million. We had our two, yeah. 240, I think, and you took yeah. the over?
1: I think I took the over just because I yeah. wanted to see it get that record. Didn't know if it could. Well, it did.
0: 257 is the final number here. 257 million domestic yes. dollars, which is pretty insane. Uh, well, that we can, is we'll get to insane how that is. Movie. So, yeah, we'll be talking about Infinity War a little later. Uh, but before we get to that... Let's, let's get
1: to the rest of the... rest of your top
0: five.
1: The, well, do we call it top five? Because Avengers itself could have taken day one, day two, day three, day four. Yeah, you're right. But <laughs> uh, we
0: should give at least some play to the right. films. All right,
1: so uh, this weekend's participation awards... Yes, exactly. ...goes out to... Our blue ribbons. <laughs> uh,
0: number two is A Quiet Place with a respectable another $11 million. It hit double digits on an Avengers weekend? It did. Number three is I Feel Pretty after its uh, last week debut with another $8 million. Rampage is your number four, topping back and popping back into the top five in the big action movie weekend with $7 million. And lastly, get this, Marvel Mayhem has brought Black Panther back into the top five. Oh yeah. Number five with another $4 million to add to its... $688 million worldwide total. Or is that just domestic?
1: That is just domestic. That's just domestic. I only include domestic what? in those. That's insane. So, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, it'll creep towards seven domestic, which is insane.
1: Yes, yeah, $7 million. $700 million, <laughs> million. domestically. let be clear. But let, let's be clear. That may seem like a lot, but the Avengers is already on pace Yes. Yeah, so to cross that. Beat that.
0: So yeah, pretty impressive numbers if you're Marvel. Uh, but if you're not Marvel, you have a movie coming out this weekend. Uh, this weekend we have three new releases, um, and I'm not familiar with any of them, so I'm going to have to right. lean on your knowledge here. First up is something called Bad Samaritan. This is a horror film. Okay. That's all I know about it. Sounded sounds like a comedy, so I'm glad you told me that. <laughs> I imagine a bad Santa, bad teacher kind of. That's yeah. what I thought, too. no. But no, it's no, a, awesome a horror. Kids.
1: It's a horror film. It's a real bad Samaritan. Fo- the fact that I don't know much about this, but it is the largest opening weekend this weekend with 1,800 theaters. Wow, really? Compared to everything else. Yeah. That's sad. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. Uh, next up is Overboard. Yes. This is the Anna Faris Which and... Which is a remake. Yes, this is a remake. Yes. Of, uh starring Anna Ferris and... Ig- the, the Mexican guy. The good-looking Mexican wow. guy. Wow. You don't even know who you're talking about? It, it's not even really Iglesias. I have no idea. Yeah. So I don't
0: know. I don't know anything about this movie besides the fact that it's a remake. And I think Cher was in it? No, Goldie Hawn. Go- I don't know. I think Goldie Hawn was Anna Ferris. Yeah, so Anna Faris. Yeah, so, uh, Anna, Faris. Which Anna Faris is
1: really our modern-day Goldie Hawn when you think about it. I don't like to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> it, it means I have to think a lot about uh, Goldie Hawn. They're
0: similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. Oh, come yeah. on. 60s gold Goldie Hawn? Yeah. No? no? Okay, All right. No. Watch an episode of Laugh-In. Anyways. I'll tune out. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm 28 years old. I am not ancient. <laughs> I know sounded yourself. Like it sounded like
1: This is the part where you date yourself, Matt. Uh, is the whole, <laughs> whole podcast is the part where I date myself. <laughs> Yeah. Uh but yeah, this is the Anna Ferris <laughs> um is a cleaning lady who yes. discovers the rich guy who has amnesia and claims to be his wife. Comedy ensues that until mean. uh he, you know he eventually figures out who he is, and then does he still love her? Right. Probably because it's Anna Ferris and she gets the happy endings. Yeah, in Anna Faris. she's Anna Ferris. She's Anna Ferris. But yeah, uh so there. Uh and lastly,
0: something called Tully, which I think I actually did see the trailer for this. Uh, I think you did. Is this, this the is, new... This is the new Diablo, Diablo Cody. Cody joint? Okay, yes. so, screenwriter, Diablo Cody, famous, mostly famous. Juno mm-hmm. also wrote uh, films such as Jennifer's Body and Young Adult. I guess this is her new uh, script. This stars Charlie's Theron? That's yes, yes. Charlie's Theron. Theron Theron. And, Theron.
1: and some other blonde. One. Some as, other blonde, got it. As As her, like... Nanny, not, um, uh, nanny, I guess. Is there a
0: surprise Patton Oswalt? He, I probably. I she likes
1: writing Patton Oswald characters. Probably. I'll okay. we'll be surprised. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So those are your new releases. Yeah. Uh, three very, very different things. But uh, just, just to be safe, Avengers going to stream roll over all these. No uh, yeah. These are the three films that took the Avengers slot. Once it moved up a week, right? And as you can clearly see, the cream of the crop. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, now that you've explained each one, I'm like, okay,
0: now I know what these are. They're they're counter programming. They are. They're, They're.
1: We don't know where to stick this. Yeah. So might as well put it right after the Avengers. But speaking of, is this when we want to talk about it? Oh, Let's yeah, talk about Yes, then. yes. So I already put our graphic up.
0: But... So we both saw Avengers: Infinity War. Finally, I know that sounds ridiculous because most regular people do not need to see something opening weekend, but for some reason we have
1: this we have this gravitational pull towards movies when they're new, especially you. I I have a tendency to see movies, especially of this scale and magnitude mm-hmm. of the Marvel genre, opening night. Not, nay, not opening night, the <laughs> Thursday before opening night. But here's the thing, now we have
0: extra pressure, because we are now in an office, and uh, both of us work together now, I should probably update podcast uh, yeah. audience here. Don't need to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. uh, but yeah, uh, and we now work in an office where we are basically, like, put into a spoiler-free ghetto if we don't see the new thing. Mm-hmm. And this affects me because I'm the kind of person who's like, I can wait a month to see the new, the new thing. No, I don't need to see it right away. But these guys, they'll be like, No, you need to see
1: it on X day because we're going to start talking about it. And I'm like, Well, and okay. normally I would be with that. I would enjoy that. But this past weekend just happened to be Stagecoach weekend, and we'll get to yeah. that later. Yeah, I'll we'll talk about that. Later. We'll talk about that later.
0: But yeah, so we finally saw it, but we saw it last night. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, well uh wow where do we even begin uh this movie well, not... let's let's begin the fact that this thing is 10 years in the making and uh let's also begin with spoiler alert there's okay. no way
0: to talk about this movie without spoiling it so i'm very very sorry but if you're like us
1: and you st- uh, were two days ago and you we still you haven't still haven't seen the which by the, the, the way movie, um Thank you, Internet, for not really spoiling that much.
0: Thank you, Internet. Thank you, Internet. But yeah, I would love to do a spoiler-free kind of rundown here, but I feel like we just can't. This is a movie where enough pivotal things happen, kind of like Last Jedi, that in order to talk about it at all, I feel like we have to do a spoiler part.
1: I can give this you a spoiler-free review of this. Okay, fine.
0: How about let's get the spoiler-free... And, and then, then they'll, they'll
1: do a five minute burn. And then we'll. Of, <laughs> and like, then we'll let you know to stop listening. Yeah. Uh, so what's your spoiler free take? Uh, spoiler free take is on a scale dependent. Beatable scale. Go see this. All right. Now we can get to our spoiler territory. Okay. No, no, it. no, no, that's not. <laughs> no, that's the short, sweet version. Is you got to see this film, okay. um, even if you're not. In like, if you're not inundated in the Marvel fan base, there's enough going on in this film to make you care for the for these characters. Yeah. If you have not watched a lot of what's been happening, what's been leading up to this, there's still enough of a basis going into each scene, each each introduction of each of each group. they are like little groups technically uh, that. It gives you a sense immediately of who these characters are, what they can do, and how much of a badass the Thanos is. Mm-hmm. Thanos. Yeah. Um, it does a real good job of that. I mean, really understand, I mean, like, I'm like hands down applauding the writers of this. because yeah. Because they have to assume you're not going to see all of these. Um... Big one, though, is Thor. Uh, if you didn't see Thor Ragnarok, you're kind of at a loss. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It requires some knowledge about some of the prior Marvel movies,
1: but none more than probably Thor Ragnarok. I see, No, probably... Captain um, America, Civil War, and Thor Ragnarok. Those are the yeah. two big ones. Well, I mean, Civil War makes sense because it's the unofficial... Yeah, it's Avengers, yeah, right, Avengers 2.5. It. it really is. Yeah. It's
0: it's. I know it's credited as a Captain America movie, but no, it's so important to what's happening with the Avengers as a team mm-hmm. that, yeah, without it, you would be missing a piece of the puzzle. You're right. Right. But yeah, now we
1: have to start... I think we now have to start talking about spoilers. Uh, well, okay, so Thanos has been built up and he delivers. For sure. For sure, he delivers. Um... The team-ups that they create uh, through this deliver. The comedic delivers delivery delivers, yeah as well as the action sequences deliver. Although you have your gripes. <laughs> about I've talked ca- on this
0: podcast before about my feelings about shaky cam in fight scenes. This movie has that problem, although not as much as... Having re- we recently watched Winter Soldier, not as much as Winter Soldier, yeah. But it seems like the Russo brothers are getting a little better about letting their letting the the shots act like letting you see what's happening in those scenes. Mm-hmm. Because the shaky cam, when it happens, is just so hard to follow that I just it takes me out of it. I start thinking about the shaky cam and start instead of thinking about man, this is a brutal fight sequence. <laughs> it's just it takes me out of it, kind of like the the slow motion stuff in Wonder Woman. Same yeah. thing they just like, no, I don't want... This just makes me think about the artifice of it instead of the actual content. But anyways, besides that, yeah, I the,
1: thought the, the, that stuff was all really good. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like terms of like negatives. Uh, it's really it's, hard. It's long. Also, it feels it's like... long. Uh, it feels it's like it's half 16 half 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 movies. It's two half, 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 half hours half 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 long, half and... It seems like there's three different plot lines all trying to converge on the same thing. So,
0: yeah, when you have so many characters, it's pretty much impossible to have... A, like, to not what? have, like, three plots going at once. Yeah. And that movie, and this movie does have that problem. So there is some moments uh, where you do ask yourself, wait, where am I again? Wait, who's where? Who's with who? Is this... Like, when are they going to meet with each other? Are they
1: ever going to meet with each other? If There's some questions like that. There's also some questions of if terms of the Marvel Universe of, well, what does this character know? Are they not updated with all this? Yeah. Who, they, they, they don't know anything about this that's going on either. Right. Who's
0: aware right. of what part? Um, even though the villain makes his way through all of your heroes at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, as you kind of said before, like, I think the stakes actually mattered here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we were all told going in that this was the one that was gonna matter. There were going to be final deaths. This was gonna be the one that were like, no, people won't some people won't make it out of this alive. And so going in, we knew that there was going to be some sort of you know, higher stakes, but I did not expect the stakes to be mm. this high. They set up Thanos as incredibly powerful, and they set it up where you're convinced that maybe, maybe the heroes won't win today. And and yeah, the movie does a pretty good job of keeping that, keeping on you on that edge throughout.
1: And I think this is a good way to go right into our spoiler territory. Yeah. Okay. Because there's a lot to go through, uh, <laughs> starting with the villain. So yeah. Uh, so so this is your official warning. So, spoiler uh, clap.
0: This is where the spoilers begin. I know you're probably not looking at waveforms when you're listening to a podcast, <laughs> so that means nothing to you. Uh, but yeah, tune back in in about I
1: don't know. Five more minutes? Give me five, minutes. five I, minutes. I can run through this thing in five okay, minutes. Okay, five minutes. Five minutes so, spoiler. First Ready? First of all. And now. go. So, uh, yes, the people do die in this movie. Yes. Uh, so. Uh, yes, Thanos does collect all the Infinity Stones. So yes. people were actually worried that he would not get the Soul Stone. Turns out that would be the biggest event right. in this thing. Not only do we see the death of Gomorrah, but we see the return of Red Skull. Super spoiler right there. Yeah, yeah, Red Skull is yeah, um, there, apparently. Yes. I had to learn who Red Skull was this yes, weekend. Yes, <laughs> if you had skipped on Captain America's Civil War, you, you him appearing means nothing to you. No, not even Civil War, so the first Captain. Yeah, yes, Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah. I, which I've not seen. Right.
0: But yeah, not only that, but uh, but yeah, yeah, like people that have mattered throughout the, especially the Avengers trilogy, but also the Marvel universe as a whole, like Loki. Yes. Are now officially canon dead. Yes, I know Loki died before. Yes, uh, yes, I understand. But he died before. I'm using air quotes. Yes. This time did. you see his lifeless body. It's definitely dead. Yes. He's definitely he,
1: he's dead. Di- he dies. Heidmoll. Gamora probably dies. Gamora as far as well, I know. I mean,
0: falls, you know, falls are give or take. Right. But she fell a long way and Thanos kind of threw her down. So there's probably no way she's getting back up. Yeah.
1: So, um, uh, um, let's see, what else happened? What else happened? Oh, oh, what I love is right in the beginning, they got rid of the Superman problem. Yes. The fact of, instead of what happened with um, Justice League, where you basically wait for Superman to come up and save the day, mm-hmm. they get rid of that problem in the beginning by having Thor get his ass kicked. Yeah. I mean, not only Thor, but the Hulk. Yes. Unstoppable Hulk gets his ass kicked in the beginning. Which goes back to what I was talking about, about the the stakes being
0: high throughout. Every single fight sequence you think is going to go well for our heroes goes super badly. Nobody succeeds in this movie. Like, even Thor at the very, very end, he looks like he gets a killing blow into Thanos and you think it's over? He even fails at that! And so you even have you over and over again, basically the the, the rug being pulled out from under you. Yes,
1: e- even when you, even when they're they have the things all tied up and he's gonna get the gauntlet off, then Peter Quill comes in and just starts slapping him silly. Right. Because oh, and that
0: goes into one other thing I wanted to talk about, which is not only does this movie deliver on stakes, it delivers on characterization in a way that no, the Marvel movies don't typically do. Halfway there. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, that that scene is key because. Chris Pratt's character, you know, is kind of a goofy guy. He's never Mm -hmm. taken really that seriously, presumably in uh, both Guardians. I have not seen the second Guardians. No, he's not. He's a goofy, comic-reliefy character. He's Chris Pratt. has moments of seriousness, but really, generally speaking, he's not that serious and and deep of a character. This movie changes that, basically using Gamora's death as kind of like... A catalyst. A catalyst for him to actually show real emotion. He is pissed when he finds out, and so that moment of like real like emotion completely ruins the Avengers' plan and like basically sets them all to be doomed.
1: Right. Uh, it, not only that, but just Gamora's death in itself is a big event because it shows hum- or a humanization of Thanos in that he actually loves something. Yes. Uh, yes. It shows depth to a character. It which also is, shows uh, Which yeah. is
0: great for a villain. Right, it's what you need for a villain. Because if that didn't happen, then yeah, no, you wouldn't care about the whole Thanos arc. But because he has an arc, it's like, oh, okay, so this actually has some stakes for him in it, too. Right. This, this matters now to the, your villain. And if something matters to your villain, then you're going to care more about the dynamic between the villain and the Last minute, have. anything else you want to give? Okay, in? last minute, I want to bring one one more thing that I was shocked that I actually appreciated. I thought the shtick between uh, uh,
1: Scarlet Witch and Vision, and, and Vision. was going to be super cheesy and dumb. But it you works. actually care. It, it totally works. works. Even though it's like a five-minute, mm-hmm. like, sped-up romance novel. It is. It, it feels. It, it's got feels in it, and then yes. the, immediately you get right into the fight, you get right into the stakes, and you get right into, immediately knowing, wait, Vision is eventually going to die in this and he, totally does. and he totally does. And he totally and does. And Scarlet Witch has the, everyone's. Like, points you can do this. You have to the power. You literally have the power. And she almost does. And she does it. She does it. Yeah. But, you know. Then, yeah, she... MacGuffin Time Stone.
0: Freaking Time Stone. All right. And with 50 seconds left... Yeah. And the last 50. thing I they want to say is not a spoiler at all. Man, Scarlet Witch is hot. <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen? <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that
1: before. Sorry. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. And so, just so to wrap it all up... up. Um, See Thor Ragnarok before you see this Please film. Please do. Please do. It's not only is it a great film, but it's it like it's an immediate setup yeah. into Infinity War. You're missing. Even out. though Black Panther was a film that came out before it, uh, not required. Not, not, not required.
0: You, basically, all you need to know from Black Panther is that Wakanda exists now. Wakanda exists. It's open to open to people for sort of, and um, and that uh, that uh, he's. Like, in more of a commander and room. And time.
1: But we have some chat to come on. All right. What do we got? All right. Hi, guys. can for your State Coach review. State Coach Better Than <laughs> Avengers. We will get to that Later. when we get to music. Uh, we have some festival news uh, to talk about. Uh, so what you're telling me is that I have to watch another Chris Hemsworth movie before I watch the new Avengers. Oh, poor you. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> I have to watch Thor
0: Ragnarok. In fact, you'll appreciate some of the commentary about Chris Hemsworth in this movie. It's very funny. Yes. Uh, um, so some rabbit jokes. Some characters <laughs> become. Some characters
1: become very um, um, into his physical appearance. Yes. That you wouldn't expect, but but you would appreciate. <laughs> but it's great. Uh, that awkward moment when a big spoiler literally sounds like a different language, so it's not actually a spoiler. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I yeah. I, I had that uh, to. I had that uh, talk to some people that mm-hmm. if you don't know it's a spoiler, is it really a spoiler? That's true. And then this literally sounds like the most confusing movie I've ever heard of. So yeah, and that's kinda And that's the big challenge of balance.
0: There is something that I haven't talked about about this movie yet, because it happened really early on and then I kind of stopped thinking about it. During one of the first sequences, and now that we're spoilers off, I'm not gonna say what it is. I definitely had that thought, this is kind of weird that I'm watching a movie that is in a real set, but all these characters are CG and they're fighting each other. What am I watching? <laughs> like I had that moment. Like I had that moment where it's like, what are movies now? Oh I what I, I, movies I know what movies talking become? about. What what is a movie? <laughs> I
1: I know what I know what scenes you're talking about. Because <laughs> It happens multiple times yeah. where full on CG characters right. in a real life background. Do it out. Are fighting so basically when you go to film this thing you just have a camera waving around yeah nothing until they actually put stuff in but it's not only that but it's like also the discourse
0: on Twitter uh like in the last week uh, uh has been very much like some people are like really appreciating it but there's been also like this undercurrent of they like yeah sure it can be good but just remember this is a comic book movie do not make it sound like it's this amazing you know huge like event there's a lot of people who won. Do not understand anything that's going on here. Yeah. To, to Kristen's point. Right. And and also that you have to keep in mind that these are essentially children's movies. It's like, yeah, you might enjoy them, but that doesn't mean that they're not a not a children's movie. You know, like and it's it's made me really think it's like, this is such a weird thing that our culture well, is now it's, it's going like, to this. It's like
1: this is this is the thing right now. But think about <laughs> the thing that happened with Harry Potter. You know, yeah. You had adult sequel people going to see, essentially, a movie based off a children's book. I'm not saying anything's wrong with it. Anything is wrong with
0: it. Because I'm definitely a strong proponent of, you know, one, you like what you like. There are no guilty pleasures. Right. And two, that it doesn't matter if it's made for children. You can still enjoy it. It doesn't make you bad, like a bad person. It doesn't make your taste worse. I mean, I love a lot of cartoons. I like a lot of stuff that's built Mm -hmm. for children. Because it's made by people that are my age. And they're not making it just for children. And so, yes, there's an argument on both sides, but it made me think about that. It was was in the back of my mind. And so, during that sequence, I was like, this is such a bizarre thing, that this is the kind of movie that is the biggest movie in the world. Like, think about that. 20 years ago, if you had told somebody, yeah, a movie where all the Avengers beat each other up, and it's part cartoon, it would have been like, what are you talking about? What
1: do you mean part cartoon? I'm saying I know CG because is.
0: they didn't know what CG was. Um, <laughs> well, 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 CG like, most people. Let's didn't. see, twenty years ago. Oh God, that's right. Two thousand eight. Okay, fine. They would have known. No, 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 like no that's, eighty-eight. What are you talking? Yeah, yeah. So yes, they would have known what CG was. Okay, basically, maybe.
1: this is. You're talking pre-Matrix. Thirty years ago. Uh, 30 years ago. Matt, twenty years ago is still pre Matrix. Sorry, I keep thinking twenty years ago is older than it is. Thirty I know, years right? ago. Thirty years ago, like eighty-eight.
0: It, they would have thought you were insane because. It was such a niche idea that a they would comic even, book one, movie. make a comic book movie like that,
1: and two, that it would not be live action. And, like, and three, for those of people who have read the Infinity War yeah, series, they'd be like, could, why that? Like, like Not only why that, but that is such a huge and convoluted story, it would never work. And so yeah, it's such a weird
0: thing that, that is, this is now our biggest opening weekend
1: of all time. Uh... I am, uh, according to the doctor, yeah. I am one of the people who has no idea what is going on, 100%. <laughs> yeah. But, if it involves Team Chris Hemsworth, I assume, <laughs> I am down AF. Fair
0: enough. So, yeah, alright, uh, so, basically what we're saying is we like the movie, yes. we have some thoughts about it. There's one big spoiler. We, we could probably do an entire crossover. No, we didn't. Yeah, one we big did. spoiler uh, we could cross into. We could probably do a whole t- podcast about this, we might. And um, we will, if you want to pay us for it, If though. you want to pay and us doesn't. for it. But yeah, but we don't have time for to really go into it. But yes. yeah, just know that we liked it. I'm sure we'll bring back up uh, when we do our
1: wrap-ups at the end of the end year. year.
0: Or probably just intermittently when more Marvel news comes out. I'm sure we'll talk about it. When,
1: when we finally get the, the, the title for this. for the next Avengers, yeah. when we finally get that title, then we'll probably bring up more about what that title actually means compared to yeah, well, this. Because by the time they true. actually reveal it, it's no, going to we'll be one, it'll hit a billion dollars. Yeah. Two, uh, everyone should have probably seen it by then. Yeah. And three, it's going to be in like two months, like mid-summer, when, the, when Marvel is like, wait, we have Amanda the Wasp to promote. Right, yeah. There's another Marvel movie coming, guys. Yeah.
0: All right, so but, let's wrap up uh, Adventures talk. Uh, we'll let's wrap move on. Up, yeah. Basically, that this is our guarantee. Go see it. Yeah, go see it. We don't need any to do our scale here. Yeah. You should probably go see it, if, if only just to keep yourself from getting harassed. Oh, apparently by she meant friends. Chris Pratt.
1: What? Oh, Chris Pratt. Well, I don't know. She says Pratt and Hensworth are at the same time. So a double Chris. Well, which actually does happen. Yes. And, get, and one is of the, the most funniest scene. parts of the film is a double Chris moment. Yes, <laughs> there, there's a lot of hilarity uh,
0: between the two Chrises, so yes. you'll enjoy it. Alright, let's move off of Infinity War Uh, to talk about
1: Infinity War. Yes, this is the the stacked portion of Infinity War. Alright, so our
0: first news story in movie news, which is what we're going into right now, is about Avengers' opening. It is now the number one domestic opening of all time, beating Star Wars 7, that's Force Awakens, who debuted at 248 million. Uh, With its new record of 258 million and worldwide, uh, it also beat the worldwide uh, debut, uh, previously marked by Fate of the Furious at 542 million, with a 640 million debut. Yes. Um, l- uh,
1: That's a lot of money. Yeah, 600 million it's in, not a, in a weekend. That's insane. But,
0: uh, we just basically... talked about
1: how Black Panther's domestic total was 600... 688. Yes, like <laughs> Avengers Worldwide equals yeah. the domestic total of Black Panther. That's insane. And that was one weekend. Uh, but yeah, uh, Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy did a nice passing of the baton or yeah. the lightsaber to the Iron Man hand in a congratulations. That's cute. As, as has become tradition where whenever a film gets succeeded as top box office, uh, they do a little um, fun artwork.
0: Yeah, I noticed that. That's always fun. Yeah. Um, So this also ties Star Wars for the record of fastest to 500 million domestic. So that's pretty cool. Um,
1: Hashtag hotness overload. Hotness overload. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, Just wait. (laughs) Does the screen explode when they're both on screen at the same time? Uh, Yes, you could argue that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you could argue that the screen does explode. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. And then lastly, and kind of this news here... Uh, It is on the way, Avengers is, to cross the $1 billion mark in record time by this coming weekend, and surpassing Star Wars' record of just 12 days. All this is done without the Chinese box office in the mix yet, so So, once it hits China,
1: this will skyrocket. So, right now, it's on track to cross a billion dollars within 10 days. Yeah. Let me put that in perspective for you. Yeah. Ten days, a billion dollars. That is a hundred million dollars a day. That's insane. That's like Jeff Bezos money right <laughs> there. Alright.
0: Yes. Let's move off of, inter- of of this story to another big entertainment story. This one's kind of bigger than movies, but I guess we put it here because it makes the most sense. Uh, but one of the major toy companies major in toy, the company. World, major toy company in the world has bought one of, uh, some major entertainment franchises. Major, major, major entertainment, entertainment franchises. franchises. Uh, so, Hasbro, a uh, toy company that has brought you such, uh, film franchises as Transformers. And um, Battleship. My Little Pony. Um, uh, <laughs> just put that in there. Okay. less a movie franchise, more of a TV franchise. Alright, sure. But yeah, Hasbro, uh, has made a purchase of, um, some things you might recognize from a company you might not. Saban Properties, uh, who is, uh... Been around for a while, uh, kind of for a few. But about 28 ish thirty-ish years. They worked with Disney in the past, but most of the time they've been an independent thing, yeah. licensing out their properties. Well, one of their major properties, major property is Power Rangers. Well, yeah, that's right, Power Rangers. Power Rangers uh, of the mo- of the last year movie, Power Rangers. Uh, yes, right? um, and yeah, that movie was last year. <laughs> uh, but yes, Hasbro has purchased Saban's properties, including Power Rangers. As well as the properties My Pet Monsters and Treehouse Detectives. I
1: have no idea what those are. Uh, those are toy lines. Uh, I bet they are. Uh, but 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 uh, in addition, Power to Rangers the... is the crown jewel here. Yeah. The deal is a
0: combined cash slash stock deal of five hundred and twenty-two million dollars, with the first set of products available for spring twenty nineteen from Hasbro. Uh, so Power Rangers, yeah, has over the course of its history aired. 900 episodes of its series, aired in 150 different markets, and uh, the recent live-action movie was uh, made by Lionsgate Entertainment. So, what do you think this means for Power Rangers as a franchise?
1: I think this means they have a lot more money behind them now. That's true. I think this means that, one, the production value for the TV show Mm. may actually go up. Yeah, it's possible. (laughs) Um, Because there's still a lot of stuff, I mean... I mean, it's meant uh, to it, be it's silly. It's meant to be silly because it's based on something that was low tech to right. begin with. Uh, kind of the the kaiju
0: style.
1: Well, that but they basically borrowed. I don't say yeah. stole because it was in like contracts. Right. But they borrowed already existing footage and had to work around right. that. Had to that shoot you, at the th- juice bar. <laughs> for the interstitials Power Rangers in the beginning Let's is about the a juice fascinating story I love the juice bar Just the creation of Power Rangers is a fascinating story it is but we're not, we don't we're to not talk here about. to talk about that we're here to talk about the future of what it means I,
0: well, I want to see out of this though
1: Crossovers. Yes,
0: Transformers, Power Rangers crossovers. Yes. Mark Mark Wahlberg runs into the Power Rangers. They have to team up with Bumblebee
1: and Power and Power Rangers Turbo gets The the yes. the real uh, movie it deserves. Let's do it. <laughs> All right.
0: No. Uh, so yeah, who knows what that means in the end? But yeah, that's something.
1: But yeah, uh, this is big in terms of toys because they that you know Toy Story, Toy Story, Toys R Us is no longer a thing. Yes. Um, how how to market toys is going to be Target, very interesting. Walmart, yeah, and Amazon, and commercials just to straight to the kids now, no, straight to the kids. But, All right, yeah. let's
0: move on from that to um, uh, actual movie news. Here we have actual a uh, new news. project from director Spike Lee. Um, this is interesting because yeah, the last few Spike Lee movies haven't but,
1: gone over very well critically. He's never made a movie. Spike Lee doesn't make movies. Oh, I'm sorry. The last
0: few Spike Lee joints. There you go. (laughs) Thank you for that setup. (laughs) I was very confused how serious you were taking that. You were
1: like, he hasn't made a movie. No, he makes joints. How dare you. It's always a Spike Lee joint, never a Spike Lee film. That's true. All right, so there's a new Spike Lee joint.
0: Uh, This one is going to star none other than Bad 70s shows... Topher Grace. You mean that Venom? That? Oh, I'm sorry, yes. <laughs> uh, <the> film's Venom.
1: <laughs> Spider man Venom, Topher Grace. Yes, uh, not, not Chris, don't call him Chris or Chris. It's Topher. Topher, Topher Grace. Yes. So yeah, Topher Grace uh, will be
0: in the new Spike Lee film, Black Klansman. And this is stylized with KKK in between Black and Klansman. Yes. In case you were wondering what this movie was about. Okay, uh, Black Clansman did not give it away. It is based on the true story of Ron Stallworth, a directed a, a, a directed detective. detective with the Colorado Springs Police Department, who penetrated the highest levels of the KKK <laughs> in the late 70s. John David Washington will portray Stallworth, while Adam Driver will play his partner, Flip Zimmerman, which is a great name, mm-hmm. and Tover Grace will play none other than former KKK, KKK leader David Duke, who you may remember as being in the, the news fairly recently as an avid supporter of our president. Uh, Black Klansman
1: hits theaters on August
0: 10th, so pretty soon here.
1: Yeah. Um, interesting to note that um, the main character or the main actor of uh, John, David, John Washington, David Washington, yes, is one, an African American, uh, and two, is the son
0: of Denzel. Really? Washington. I did not know that Denzel had a son and that Denzel's son acted. Neither
1: yeah, did I. It's <laughs> all story. It's all news to
0: me. Yeah. Also, haha, ha, my son, my, my, boy.
1: <laughs> my boy, my boy, my son. All right. My son. <laughs> uh, my son. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this movie will come <laughs> out uh, at the end of the year and it sounds very Oscar baity, but also. As most Spike believe movies are, very could be very controversial. Yeah, I mean, we'll definitely see. Um, he
0: definitely has a record
1: for that. A, rep, a, a bad reputation, but yeah. he doesn't care a about bad it. reputation. Yeah, does he give a damn? He doesn't give a Is damn that about saying? that. He he give a damn, yeah. yeah. All right.
0: Uh, next up, we have another yet another follow-up story to the Weinstein Company. So I thought we were follow-up. done. With so I thought we were done with this. Thing. We're not quite because people are owed money. The studio. Even as it's being picked apart and auctioned off, it still has debt, uh, people to repay. A long list of actors who claim they are still owed. These actors include none other than Oscar, uh, uh, multi-Oscar winner Meryl Streep, multi-Oscar winner George Clooney, multi-Oscar winner Jennifer Lawrence, one Oscar winner Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. Nice. No Oscar winner Bill Murray. And uh, eh, a couple Oscar winners. An Oscar-nominated Quentin, Oscar Quentin Tarantino.
1: Oscar-nominated Quentin Tarantino. No, he's one. He's won? He one for Pulp Fiction. Oh, that's no, true. Uh, for screenplay. Yeah, screenplay. Uh, and more. Uh,
0: Tarantino yeah. himself is specifically owed $4.6 million for his four films made under the Weinstein Company banner. So that would be uh, uh, Django
1: Unchained, uh, uh, Inglorious Bastards, Hateful Eight, Hateful Eight, Hateful Eight and, and The Great House. Oh really? Yeah, that that's the last one. Okay. So yeah, maybe so that's the first one,
0: but yeah. Many of these debts, in case you're wondering, come from back end participation and residual payments.
1: Mike, what is a back end payment for those people who didn't go to film school? Uh, it, is, it is when you turn your back towards Tommy Weinstein and he. No, just, uh, no, no! Don't go there. But that was the job you were hoping to. No, no. It's a back end payment. No, it's, no. He just you just slides it right in there. Stop it
0: right now. <laughs>
1: No, it's a Weinstein joke. Come on, you're a Weinstein joke. What is, all right. the, what is the back end participation? Right. So, back end participation we don't know. could include anything from going out and helping to promote the film to if a film hits any certain um marks in terms of either critical reception mm-hmm. or uh box office uh numbers, all this is written out in a contract that that they make before before the film is made, before any distribution. It's basically a part of their contract saying that if I make this film and it hits $100 million, you have to pay me a bonus mm-hmm. on it. It's basically a, all these extra incentives to yeah. make a good film, but you know you're going to do it anyways. Okay. All right, perfect. That
0: works perfectly. Thank you. Next up, we yeah. before we move on to television, did we watch any
1: other movies? Did you watch any other movies, uh, theatrical or otherwise? Um... No, uh, I, I was too busy this weekend to go to the theater. Yeah, fair enough. I watched a movie. What did you watch? I watched the Hulu original documentary, Tiny
0: Shoulders. Is that a documentary? It is a documentary. Okay. So, uh, what that is, in case you're wondering, maybe you are, apparently. yes um uh, well, It is about. Why do I
1: care about Tiny Shoulders? It's about
0: Barbie. Specifically Barbie's Tiny Shoulders. Uh, and as the name implies, it is kind of a double meaning. It's both about... So the, the documentary itself is about uh, both kind of the reception that Barbie has had as like a cultural item, like people's criticism mm-hmm. of Barbie's, you know, body type and like what it means about femininity, what it means about uh, little girls, like what little girls read into it, like cultural, you know, all that stuff. But it also is about, and it chronicles the specific instance in 2016 in which uh, they decided to introduce new body types for Barbie. When they introduced the curvy Barbie and the tall Barbie, the petite Barbie, which was the first time that they had actually made a huge rollout of different body shapes for Barbie, so you actually get to meet some of like the creative leads on the Barbie team, and they get to tell you like their, you get to see their experience about workshopping the idea and sketching the idea, showing it to kids as like like demoing the new the new body types, working with Time Magazine for a cover story, and all that stuff, and it uses that and juxtaposes that with the history of Barbie. So it'll have like flashbacks being like, here's what the, the Barbie line was like in the 70s. Here's what it was in the 80s, 90s, etc. And like, it goes back and forth between the modern story and the, the story of Barbie's past. And then you get to see the event when the reveal happens. You get to see the reaction that the society has
1: like, like both for and against these new Barbies. And it's super fascinating. I'm taking a guess uh, that Fox News was against this uh they didn't really... I think they may have had, like, one <laughs> yeah. joke thing about a yeah. Fox News story. But it's not like...
0: It's interesting because they make it a point to, as most good documentaries do, they're showing you, like, a uh, survey stuff. of everything. That's good. It, they, they show some people who are very critical of, 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 of Barbie as just a concept, and they also show these people who literally, like, bleed Barbie every day. Like, the, 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 lead, the lead of the, the team... Of the marketing team for barbie is this really interesting character because she she's kind of on the younger side she looks like she's probably in her late 30s she is a lesbian um mm. and she's of this generation that understands the issues culturally about the past of barbie and so she's trying to change it but there's also this pressure from other young women on the same team But, like, how much of a risk is a risk? And so you get to see this interesting dynamic where people that are of the generation that want this change so badly are struggling with the change because they understand the realities of the toy industry. So it's this really, really, really compelling story. Uh, So if that sounds interesting to you, and if you like documentaries like this... I do. Check it out because it's on Hulu. It's a Hulu original. So... If you're not on hour movie, and a half, you I assume see it. No, it is like a full, straight up two hours. Wow! It is meaty. You get what you want from this thing. So yeah, um, it, go check it out. It's called Tiny Shoulders, uh, but yeah, I recommend it. It's fun. All right,
1: so that's what I watched. I didn't really watch any other movies. So
0: no big movie on. was
1: the Avengers this weekend, which we covered it at length. But we have other stuff to talk about. I Do mean, you? <laughs> there's other news, television stuff to yes. talk about, starting with. Sports. So,
0: we Sports section
1: brought to you by sports. Sports. So, to begin sports, we of course had the NFL draft last yes. week. And congratulations to one Heisman Trophy winner, Baker Mayfield, for being selected number one overall. By who? The Browns. Because of course he was. Because And because of course the Browns had the number one pick. But, in other draft picks... Um, the Jets ruin another USC quarterback by drafting Sam Darnold, the Darnold. Yes. Uh, the Cardinals played safe and draft Josh Rosen of UCLA. Mm-hmm. And I want to say Josh Allen went somewhere. It's Dr. Strange movement you're doing right here. Yeah. Josh Allen <laughs> went in the top 5 uh-huh. But I forget where he went. Oh, Bron- no, you not the Broncos. I forget where he went. I can't tell you. Oh, Buffalo. He went to Buffalo. Buffalo? That's right. He went to Buffalo. Buffalo. Buffalo,
0: Buffalo. Buffalo. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Those were your big, uh, the big news about the draft.
1: Anything of note besides that? Uh, that happened during the draft? Yeah. Oh, uh, the one-handed uh, linebacker got drafted. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that was neat. Um, yeah. The Colts picked up the biggest guy on the line there is. Yeah. <laughs> a 6'8", 320 pound guard dang who will hopefully be a brick wall be a brick wall to guard <laughs> Andrew Luck oh, yeah, you hope I'm <laughs> sure the, the, the stats from this guy he came out as a 10 and a half pound baby <laughs> Jesus <laughs> and he, ah. had to, he had to lose 10 pounds every summer to play Pop Warner wow he's just that he's huge big. he's a big guy yes but he has feet that are insane <laughs> tell me about his feet it's like feet movement. I need... I need I you need, need more feet? I need to know about his feet. Yeah, I'm really excited about what's happening right now. Yeah, in other sports news... Other sports news. Yes, uh, Albert Pujols of the Los Angeles Angels Pujols. is close to hitting his 3,000th hit. He's creeping. He's creeping. He's currently at 2,998 hits. Two shy of the 3,000 mark. That's insane. Now, he's currently in the middle of a game. He can still possibly get more hit. Yeah. Now, for the fun facts, I'm going to tomorrow night's game. Oh, man. So, you might be he there. very well he could might do hit it. number 3,000 oh, or cool. 2,99 and 3,000 tomorrow night. Yeah. Tomorrow night just also happens to be poncho night. <laughs> so, you're getting <laughs> in your poncho, watching the three thousand. 000- <laughs> yeah. In my poncho. Nice. In my sombrero, eating nachos, watching Albert Pujols hit his three thousand home run. There runs. you go. Next up in news, we also have uh, a Kentucky yes, Derby. Yes, on we set. did. Yes, we did. Uh, note that doctor. Yeah. Get ready for three thousand tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Colts guys is a monster. Doctor went to the Bills. They traded it to the seventh pick up to get him. Ah. Yes, that's right. They, they made a big like three draft trade to move up like four spots to get him.
0: Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah, that
1: that was a big news, big deal.
0: But yeah, uh, like I said, the last uh, news story here uh, about
1: sports is that yeah, the Kentucky Derby is on Saturdays. So oh yes. Ready if you like your horse racing. Yes, the first Saturday in May is always the Kentucky mm-hmm. Derby. The Saturday. Also happens to be Cinco de Mayo. So well that's tons of fun. Yes. So you that have means... your mint juleps in the morning. Yep. Your tequila in the afternoon. That's the way and I and your bed at night. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh sorry. Weird. at the toilet at night. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, that's actually way more accurate.
0: <laughs> Alright, so that's it for sports. Moving into yep. television news. Our first story is a, about one of the most long running shows on television is getting 60 minutes. even longer. No! <laughs> The Simpsons! Oh. This past Sunday, April 29th, saw the 636th episode of The Simpsons, thus setting a new record. That's the episode we actually watched before this podcast. It is now the longest-running scripted primetime series, I want to asterisk here, in American television. Yes. So, this now beats... Yes, it passes Gunsmoke. It beats Gunsmoke and Law and Order, who are now both tied for the longest-running, uh, prime-time live-action series each other with 20 seasons produced. This now beats that. Yes, uh, uh, the number Simps- of episodes.
1: Yes, The Simpsons did a nice opening, uh, where it was a Gunsmoke opening, a yeah. lawman, uh, doing a high noon standoff yeah. with Baby Maggie saying, yeah. "You're not getting my record," and then Baby Maggie shooting him with his, her bottle, and then start of the opening to the simpsons as it officially passes gun smoke so with another season ordered of the
0: simpsons there will be 30 yes. ep- seasons yes. by the time that it uh, that season ends and 669 episodes total so it is unclear about whether it will be purchased whether future seasons will be will be uh, purchased
1: uh Mainly
0: because Fox may be purchased. Uh, yeah, so we don't know if it will exist. Uh, in case you guys are wondering why I was specific about American television, uh, well, the internet has... A lot of news uh, sources have gotten this wrong, so I want to make sure that we're not one of them. Yes. There's a Japanese uh, anime uh, that has run uh, for a very, very long time and runs daily, I want to say. And say. so it has a record of being a prime-time scripted show that will never be beaten mm-hmm. because it is still going on today. So, no. And you don't know the name <laughs> of that show. No, I don't. Neither do I. Even if I did, <laughs> I probably wouldn't pronounce it correctly. Right, So, probably so yes, uh, just keep that in mind that, yes, that is American television only. It will never, ever be the number one worldwide. Yes. Just
1: letting you know. Uh, uh, to be but fair, so, I'll anything else. So, To be fair, if anything even comes close to The Simpsons, it's... I I don't even know what it it would
0: be. Yeah. I mean, part of me is like, maybe South Park? But I
1: don't even think that they want to do South Park that long. I don't think they'd know. Like, I can't think of anything that would last that long. Even still, South Park only does maybe 13 to 10 episodes a season. Is Law & Order SVU getting up there it's creeping up there it's gotta be right yeah but it still has years to catch up before official law and order right so yeah who knows but right. yeah for now it is the record oh uh, uh, yes and this also does not include soap operas at all no because that's not prime time. yes uh, but yes uh, so
0: yeah keep that in mind we have a new king of prime time. so that's pretty cool yeah
1: too bad uh, that episode sucked <laughs> but what you gonna do but like got to look close yeah for two lines it was a monologue. Alright, let's move on All to right. other depressing news. So, so the other... Uh, so, uh, it's funny because both of these dads yeah. started at the same time. So, it's depressing <laughs> news in subject matter, but it's great news uh, for,
0: for what actually occurred. The Cosby Show. So, yeah, in case you've been following Bill Cosby lately, you might know. That he has, uh, been, um, you know, accused of some stuff that he most definitely did. And turns out that now the guilt, the, the, that the court found him guilty as well. So. The Rudy has come to roost. Bill Cosby has finally been found guilty on three counts of aggravated assault. Each count is punishable by up to 10 years in prison. Cosby reportedly lashed out in the courtroom after the prosecution argued to revoke his bail. He has been accused by 60 women of molestation over the course of several decades and his first trial in june 2017 had ended in a mistrial which is why the second retrial occurred it is important to note that a lot of those the reason why a lot of those uh, allegations in the past did not come to bite is because of something i like to call the statute of limitations I don't just like to call that. Is, is it's what that. it is called, that. But Yes, this the, the the statue st- has stood in place. Yes, not the statue of limitations. Statute. Oh, limitations. statute. Those okay. So, yeah, in case you're wondering why I took this long. So, yeah, this means an 88 year old man or 80 something year old man, I don't know exactly how old he is, uh, will be going to prison. Hey,
1: Google, <laughs> how old is Bill Cosby? Bill Cosby is 80 years old. 80. 80 okay, years I was years. off by eight years. All right. Uh,
0: yes. Uh, so, yeah, this old man uh, will go to prison, um, deservedly so. Uh, so there you go. Allegedly. Yeah, but they found him guilty, so that's not allegedly. <laughs> not, that's how guilty works. All it's right. It's now official. All right, let's move on to a little bit of a happier story here. If you like DC Comics, well, guess what? I, I like DC Comics. Well, guess what? Are doing streaming service? They sure are! What? A new digital service was announced that is a joint venture between WB and DC Entertainment. It's the first of its kind! An immersive digital experience designed just for DC fans. The membership includes unlimited access to exclusive original series, including Titans, Swamp Thing, Young Justice, Metropolis, and Harley Quinn. The service is designed as an immersive experience with fan interaction. That encompasses comics as well as their TV series.
1: Yes. Uh, This is something new. Um, Because DC covers not only um, comic books, but also like TV and movies. This could potentially be all DC under one roof, but also a conglomeration where fans can interact with other fans Mm -hmm. outside of just forum stuff. Yeah. Which is cool. It's interesting to see where this is going to go, and it'll be interesting to see if Marvel decides for what to copy DC. They don't need to. They don't need to. No. (laughs) Especially since all Marvel stuff is going to be under the Disney streaming service anyways. Right, it's not going to matter. Yeah, it's not going to matter.
0: But yeah, this is a cool little experiment.
1: Um, It'll be interesting to see how long this lasts. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Especially with four different, um, four or five different TV exclusives. Yeah. That's kind of
0: crazy. The uh, yeah. Harley Quinn show, I feel like, is probably due. I think
1: that people will enjoy having a show
0: just about that character. it
1: would be interesting to see if they do an all-female squad behind the Harley Quinn. Yeah, I understand that, that exists. Right. So that would be, that would yes. be a way to but do it. But the, the one thing I'm excited for about all the shows is Titans, because I've been following that casting for a while now. Okay. I've been following it on the show, too. Yeah. Um... I like Teen Titans as a group. Uh, I like the fact I like them like they deal with like coming of age stuff, morality issues, a lot more heavy hitting stuff than regular than regular comic book stuff. Right, right. Uh, Yeah, it's a lot because they they have to be a lot more relatable. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it has the potential to be big, but. I feel like it could hit the um, Star Trek Discovery. Oh yeah, where where it's good, it's good. It has a good storyline, but because it's behind the DC universe paywall, pay- paywall <laughs> no one's gonna watch it. Yeah, it could happen. That's what I'm afraid of.
0: All right, so there's that. Moving on to
1: uh, something that none of these shows will win
0: an Emmy. I'm sorry, let's <laughs> be real. Hey, this episode won Emmys before. No. I said, no, DC shows. Oh. Not talking <laughs> about the uh, Yeah, the Emmys are this year going to be on NBC. That would be the 70th Primetime Emmy Awards. And because of NBC, they will be hosted this year by Weekend Update uh, head uh, uh, head hosts Colin Jost and Michael Che.
1: Um, Laura Michaels will also executive produce the show. Yes. Thanks, uh, He executive produced the show... Way back in the 80s, um, last time it was on NBC. Huh. Uh, so yeah. Um, um, yeah. So there you go. He's just been stuck around long enough for it to return to his domain. They will be on
0: um, September 17th, 8pm, live from the Microsoft Theater in LA Live. Nominations, however, will be announced in July, on July 12th.
1: So, we're still about a month. It's pretty far out still. Yeah, we're two months. We're out. two months out. Oh, from, June. from nominations. So yeah, June we'll when we'll, we'll we'll gets
0: a little closer, we'll talk about our predictions for for Emmys. Right.
1: Uh, TV has to wrap up first. TV has to stop first,
0: which hasn't happened. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this makes sense. Uh, SNL is enjoying a, a another one of their renaissance political renaissances. So yeah. so yeah, it makes sense uh, that they they would choose them to, to headline it even. Yeah. If they're
1: uh, not my favorite. And, and real briefly, uh, side note on just SNL, this weekend uh, it yes. is Donald Glover and featuring Donald Dish Gambino as musical guest. Yes, Donald Glover featuring Donald Glover. Yes.
0: Uh, so yeah, I look forward to that on Saturday. Moving on from television news into cancellations and
1: renewals. Things got canceled.
0: First up, we have, well actually nothing got canceled. Uh, we have two renewals for you. First up is Billions on Showtime. We'll get a fourth season. And second up, Westworld, having just premiered its second season on HBO, we'll get a third. <coughs> so check that out. Next up is your deaths. First up, we have Michael Anderson, age 98, who is the director of Logan's Run. Um, and then we have Pamela Gindley, age 52. That's young. who was an actress in uh, Twin Peaks?
1: Uh, I think she was one of the young girls on Twin Peaks. That makes sense.
0: That is it for your cancellation of
1: renewals and death. That was fast. Yep. That, just you get that clean, all clean. wipe ourselves
0: think of that. Yep.
1: Uh, moving on. Uh, music. Any well, any TV uh, to note? Not really. I didn't really watch anything new. Um, there's new new month new Netflix stuff yeah. uh, to watch. That's true. Um, check your check your local Netflix listings. Check your local listings. Uh, other than that, American Idol. Uh, went live coast to coast. Yeah, it did. We, we uh, mentioned that briefly.
0: So, yeah, both uh, American Idol and, uh, and uh, the, vo- the, voice the Voice are down to ten now, right? Uh, I
1: think no, Idol's down to eight. Idol's down to eight because they, they're doing three eliminations a night. So, yeah. So far. So far. That might take. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're in a, in a weird awkward I don't know why I didn't mention this but uh, Dancing with the Stars is doing an athletes only yeah, edition that is also happening with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar
0: yeah in case you want to see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, dance
1: and, and Johnny uh, Damon and <laughs> Jamie Anderson of Snowboarding snowboard and and, and Mariah what's her yeah. name of well, yeah. uh, figure skater <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so
0: yeah uh, check that
1: out if you like dancing celebrities
0: all right Let's move on to music, which means the Billboard Charts. All right. First up is... Tell me more about Drake. Your Hot 100, yes, which has more Drake than you could ever want. Your number one song is still Nice For What? by Drake. Number two is Still God's Plan by Drake. Number three, though, debuting in your top five is No Tears Left to Cry by Ariana Grande, her new single, off of um, her just-announced album, Sweetener. Yes.
1: uh, Sweetener. (laughs)
0: As I as I joked this morning, what you put in a grande Starbucks drink. Yes. Sweet. Sweet, Uh Number four, Meant to Be by B.B. Rex and Florida Georgia Line. Rolling down one. Number five, Psycho by Post Malone featuring Ty Dolla $ign. So oh, yeah. relatively so, it's the same as yeah. always. Your Billboard 200 chart, which is your album's chart, debuting at number one. You have a new number one album in the country, guys. K.O.D. by J. Cole is your new number J Cole one. J Cole Number 2 Invasion of Privacy by Cardi B Number 3 Eat the Elephant by a Perfect Circle Number 4 Grace Showman soundtrack hangs in there and number 5 Rearview Town by Jason L D Okay that is your Billboard charts Moving on to new releases for this Friday First up you have a Black Moth Super Rainbow with Panic Blooms Damian Gerardo with the Horizon Just Laughed. DJ Cozy with Knock Knock. DJ Cozy. DJ Cozy. Uh, Frank Turner with Be More Kind. Ice Age with Beyondless. John Hopkins with Singularity. Leon Bridges with Good Thing. Matt and Kim with Almost Every Day. Parker Millsap with Other Arrangements. Peace with Kindness is the New Rock and Roll. Shine Down with Attention Attention. And Trampled by Turtles, with, <laughs> you love that name, with yes, Life is Good on the Open World. I, the I, open do, world. I, I do love that name, Trampled, trampled by, by Turtles. turtles. It's just such a great visual of all these turtles. Just...
1: Alright, that's your new releases. Yep. Alright, so let, let's talk about a movie coming out soon. Wait, that's not your first story? Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. Wait, that's not a bad movie. So, uh, a movie came out a couple years ago, uh-huh. uh, starring Meryl Streep. Oh, okay.
0: I see where you're going here.
1: This has nothing to do with the movie, but it does have to do with um, Mamma Mia. Y- sure. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so that so that's got a sequel coming out. Mamma yeah. Mia, here we go again. Yeah. And just like the title, uh-huh. uh, aforementioned title, Abba decided that they wanted to go
0: again. That was a really long, unnecessary segue. But thank you. Um. Yes. The story actually is about Abba. Yes. The um. World-famous pop band uh, who debuted at Eurovision in the 70s um, and made a name for themselves with Enduring Pop Hits. love that fact, pop hits. It's a fun it's fact. A fun fact. Uh, but yeah, Enduring Pop Hits such as Mamma Mia and Waterloo and all sorts of, sorts of massive hits are getting back together. Manager Goral Hanser has made a press release officially stating that ABBA has made new music for the first time in 35 years. He says, quote, we all four felt after some 35 years it could be fun to join forces again and go into the recording studio. So we did. And it was like time had stood still and that we'd only been away on a short holiday. That was the quote from their press release about this. So yeah, look forward to yep new ABBA music. What year is it? It's apparently a weird ass year. That's what
1: it is. Yeah. So ABBA is coming out with new mm-hmm. music. Congratulations, fans what, what of even, ABBA. What even is an ABBA song now? Like, what, what it, would that be? What, 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 is a a, what is a
0: 2018 ABBA song? No, Disco. High Horse is a 2018 BG song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Disco no, I should take that back. It's a 2018 Blondie song. Uh, uh, man, I don't know what an ABBA song sounds like. 24 for Care? No. No? I, see that's the thing treasure is, is treasure what I'm oh. trying to get at is that there's no equivalent because yeah. because the 35 year old gap means that so much has changed in the world of music <laughs> that it is impossible to know
1: what influences ABBA has taken who knows you realize that this could mean that people born mm-hmm. after ABBA's retired yes could uh-huh. influence ABBA's return it's 100% in fact <laughs> I bet they have <laughs> for all we know Uh all right. Next Detroit story is a weird thing.
0: Next story is about Gibson guitars. Unfortunately, Gibson has filed for bankruptcy.
1: So we reported on this about yes. two months ago that, that how they were in trouble, how they had lots of debts, but they were taking on an investor. Right. Well,
0: well, they have filed for bankruptcy <laughs> yeah. officially now with the turnaround plan. Yeah. A restructuring support agreement will help repay bank loans while going through a transition, paying roughly five hundred million dollars in debt. Gibson will be replacing its current stockholders with its creditors at Silver Point Capital, Melody Capital Partners, and KKR Credit Advisors. That's all gibberish and financial talk. All you need to know is that, uh, that Gibson officially recovery. filed
1: for Chapter Eleven. Yeah, chapter Eleven. Uh, they are restructuring their entire model. Um, it is a publicly traded company, right? But all those stocks, all those shares, of the stockholders will now be digging up to their remaining creditors in order to absolve some of that debt yeah. now granted they will still be in debt they'll also still be a company <laughs> yeah but before they can actually like be any any relevance I mean, besides just being in name I mean we'll find out we'll find out yeah because <laughs> this, this could go the way of the blockbuster yeah unfortunate very unfortunate well
0: Gibson might not have money. But if you have money, let me tell no,
1: you. No, 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 no. We're, we're going, we're going another one first. What? Flip it, flip it, flip it. Fine. Flip it. Why? Flip it. It's Because it goes to festivals. Ah, why? Why do you do this? Sorry, I, I thought about it mid, 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 midstream. All right, I guess skipping <laughs> my clean
0: segue there, that I was super proud of. Yeah. Into a story about YouTube. Well, the head of music at YouTube confirms that YouTube Red and Google Play Music will be combining to create a new streaming service, one that will cover almost anything. Yes, almost. Almost (laughs) anything. During a panel session for the New Music Seminar Conference in New York, the Head of Music, which is a title I really want. Head of Music for YouTube? Yeah. Confirmed... No, just Head of Music. I want to be Head of Music. (laughs) Just the Head of Music. General Um, General Head of Music. (laughs) Confirmed the merge as much when asked about the minimal users on YouTube Music. Right now, if you pay for YouTube Red, you have access to Google Play for free. But anybody can use YouTube music for free, and then YouTube TV is also something else they offer. Uh, Combining the two will present a clear, simple offering that may integrate all YouTube services. Yeah, this is smart. I don't know why they introduced both of those things. I think they probably overestimated uh, the
1: audience of how many people use YouTube for streaming music. Well, see, they, they brought out YouTube music... Roughly on the same time they brought out YouTube Gaming. Right. As a way to, to basically have people continue to come to YouTube, but not have their all their servers be bogged down as much. To try and, yeah. like, separate them separate but equal. But at the same... Eh, I, I know. don't think is that. Uh, uh, uh,
0: But at the same time, though, it's like, yeah, I guess when you're one company and have two very similar services,
1: there's no reason why to pay for both. Right. Yeah. It... Plus, this will get people to like, use Google Music, which is a vast variety. Most yeah. people don't use it because they figure that you just have to pay for it. No, it is a streaming service. Right. You can pay for it, but if you pay for for if you just pay for the subscription to Google Music, it's a streaming service that they offer. which will just pay for Spotify now. Yeah, that's true.
0: But if you like paying for things, here's my segue. Make it work. Segment. What if I told you that you could spend $1 million for the world's most expensive festival ticket? But I already went to Stagecoach. Believe it or not, (laughs) this is more expensive than that. Like I said, it's $1 million. It is for Iceland's Secret Solstice Festival. So, if you pay $1 million, what do you get? What do I get? Perks include your own private chef, a private glam squad which I don't even know what that means. I don't means. know what that means either. And fly round trip in a private chartered G300 business jet for six people from any destination. There's only one of these golden tickets up for grabs. Otherwise you could opt for the more reasonable $14,000 package of the gods. You don't even break that down. It's in the package of the gods.
1: No, no, no. Well, the, the, the three points you made they gonna accomplish everything yeah um they also include a week stay at the fancy hotel uh-huh. daily spa massages yeah. um private chef private performance by by one of the bands right um bunch of other like perks like um like a spa uh, not, not, not like take home packages uh hiking trip oh and a a three hour helicopter tour <laughs> Around the glaciers and the, the volcano. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. All for a million dollars So if you have that lying around in pocket change. <laughs> uh, use it for better things. Like, don't use it for
0: this. Um, that'll do it for music, guys. Uh, that's it for music. Uh, no, not quite. Festival nice
1: talk. Uh, that's right. So you went to Stagecoach Music Festival. I went to Stagecoach. Uh, how was that? It was a, a wild and crazy weekend. Um, aside from just all the shenanigans <laughs> that went on outside of Stagecoach, like in the pool and on the golf course. I played golf. I did terrible, but I played golf. <laughs> <laughs> played it. But I played it. I was out there. I was sweating like a beast. <laughs> um, hopefully I to play like one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the music itself was great. Uh, I enjoyed myself as I always do, but this year a little differently. I uh, wasn't wasn't quite excited for most of the bands, pay- most of the acts. Sure. Maybe only two I was like really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. That being said, the headliners really worked well. Okay. Um, there's a reason they're the headliners, there's a reason they get paid the big bucks. Uh, Florida Georgia Line rocked the house. And I know. But they are definitely in arena band. They, yeah. they have the big bombastic sound. They have the moving and grooving beats. They also have the featurings <laughs> yes. of many artists so that they can wheel the, them out. They've got the feats. They got the feats. they got the feats. They got the feats. Yeah. They got the feats. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so they uh, brought out Jason Derulo during uh, their set. Jason Derulo. Yep. Um, uh, who's the other one? Oh, um, Graffiti, You. Uh-huh. New no. album. No, You. A new album that came out. Keith uh, Urban. <laughs> by, by Keith Urban. Uh, well, I, I mentioned that because there was a big ad playing for it right before he came out. <laughs> uh, and he He has hits. Uh, say what you want about him, but he's got hits. He's got hits out the wazoo. Did he play t- told you so? He's, yeah. Okay. Uh, he's <laughs> <That's> the one. <laughs> did he play kiss a girl? Of
0: course he did. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another. And then I play, kiss my girl. Did he play cop car?
1: Yes, in the back of a cop car. There's <laughs> like the, the only Keith Urban songs I know. Yeah. Was Nicole Kidman there? Actually, yeah she was in the league yeah she was. Um, yes. the, he said as much that she was there with him. Uh, it was great. It was great. Mike sang every single word of Casey Musgraves. Yeah, yeah, you did. Here we go again. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was probably the biggest artist I was looking forward to. Yeah. But, as I have said uh, when I was listening to Golden Hour, and as I said during the review, yeah. this is not a arena no. album. No, it's definitely And not. her songs are not, uh, yeah, you were saying big stadium albums. You were saying they didn't play to
0: the crowd, so the crowd that was unfamiliar seemed bored.
1: Yes. The crowd for Casey Musgraves was fairly bored. People were sitting in their chairs. People around me were falling asleep. Because her <laughs> songs and her music is not big loudspeakers. It's not that kind of thing. It's, it's not, not that about. kind of thing. So, I could see why people will get bored. But just fact, I'd, argue that, I'd argue that the contents of Golden Hour
0: is like the antithesis of Florida Georgia Lions' entire discography. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very different thing. Mm. But yeah. But yeah I mean, well, how was Garth
1: Brooks? That's the one I'm building up yeah. to. Uh, Garth Brooks. I'm waiting to see if the doctor wants to talk about Garth Brooks. Uh, <laughs> so, first, we're going to talk about the chef, uh, Guy Fieri. Oh, right. You met uh, Guy Fieri. Uh, I met Guy Fieri twice. I <laughs> uh, was going to go for a third time, but got there a little too late. A little too hungover. Uh, but his food. Uh, well, from what I could tell, it was probably good. Because <laughs> they had, like, hour wait. It was like Disneyland, right? <laughs> for every booth. I love that sentence. His food, from what I could tell, was probably good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the stuff that people were walking around with uh-huh. looked good. Uh, but like I said, it was like Disneyland, waiting for to get out there to the front of the line. And I was not going to sit and wait there. But... Uh yeah, so let's get to Garth Brooks. Um, I've only heard of Garth Brooks through music. <laughs> Wait, okay. Um, what does that mean? Because you
0: have literally heard of every these artists
1: through music. What are you talking about? What I mean by that is that you've never seen him perform. I, I've ne- one, I've never seen perform. Okay. Two. If you ask me to name Garth Brooks' song, I will struggle to the that's end of the day. Interesting, because I can name a lot of Garth Brooks' songs. Yes, but the fact that I know Garth Brooks is a country singer without technically naming any song. Let's see, The Dance, The Thunder Rolls.
0: No, nothing?
1: I recognize I, I like The Dance, because <laughs> that's like the wedding song.
0: Yeah, yeah, everybody has The Dance at their wedding.
1: Yeah. Yeah, thunder rolls. You haven't heard that before. No, no, no. That's the thing, though, is that when he was playing the songs, I They're recognized like, oh, them I know as he like. played them. Okay, fair. But you know, just I didn't realize that they were Garth Brooks songs. Got it. Oh, they also brought out Trisha Yearwood because friends in low places. Oh uh, yeah, see, I, okay. yeah, I know that song. You're right. I didn't know that was Garth Brooks. Song. Oh I'm my god. Yeah, he played that song. So he brought out Trisha Yearwood. His 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 husband. yes, his, his wife, his his wife, his wife, his wife. <laughs> his wife. Yes. <laughs> so he brought Trisha Yearwood. No. She, she sang, she sang her two songs, which I which songs. I knew, <laughs> I know, but her two hits, huh. uh, which I for some reason knew because nineties. Yeah, turns out she. Yes. Has oh, song. and, and Conair. <laughs> and yeah, because of Conair. <laughs> because of Conair. Um, she could have benefited from, uh, Casey combustion could have been from doing a few more of her singles. Uh, it was easier to get a selfie with Guy than to get the hands on his food. <laughs> also, the fact that Matt knows a ton of Garth songs is amazing. Well, yeah. I mean, well, you grew up with your dad.
0: Yeah, my dad.
1: Well, I didn't grow up with Kristen's dad. That'd be weird. No. No, I grew up with my dad, your dad.
0: And yeah, he, he we, we listened to a lot of country music in that era. So, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have
1: a good country, um, taste, education. background, education, discography, yeah. knowledge, uh, prior to Otani, uh, prior to, Otani. <laughs> prior to the doctor. Yeah. So, sense. so a lot of my country knowledge is, is more recent, more, more recent, yeah, you know, he kind of went away for a decade there. Like during the two thousands, he dropped off face of the earth, as he mentioned, he went to raise his kids. He's a family man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, kind of the
0: Tricia, basically like, Hey, we've got all our money. He, of course, was the highest-selling artist of the 1990s, so yeah, he had money to spare. He was done. He was just like, all right, check it out. Yeah,
1: and you know what? Whenever people talk about how many number one hits someone has, his name always comes up. Yeah. Like, right up there with Elvis. Yeah. And Michael and he, Jackson. He is one of the all-time record
0: setters because he was big when record sales still mattered. hmm Like, no, he's one of the last ones. Him and Eminem. Yeah. Like, are the last ones because you can't, you literally can't do it anymore. It's right.
1: impossible. Right, because everything goes streaming. Yeah. You Unless you're, Aaron, you're Aaron, Adele listen. or
0: Taylor Swift, that's just the reality. Yeah. You're just never going to get those numbers. But yeah, um, I'm glad to, to hear that he put on a good show. Yeah. Um, did, did he uh, transform into Chris Gaines at any time? No. Do you make any jokes about
1: becoming Chris Gaines? No, I don't think so. No. Do you know what I'm talking about at all? I believe so. I believe you mentioned this before to me.
0: Garth uh, Brooks had an alter I'm ego sure you know. around like the late late 90s, like 98, 99 called Chris Gaines where he was trying to be like a pop artist crossover guy yeah. it didn't
1: work <laughs> look it up it's a fun Wikipedia article okay Garthable is freaking baller Yeah. okay yeah cool uh, yeah um, a little note though that um, just whenever festivals play and the opening bands like the afternoon bands go on stage yeah they only have like one or two hits or songs well I mean so it basically becomes a big uh, a very loud rock band session uh, or cover band session yeah where they play everyone, someone else's hits I mean that's it's it's a festival yeah it, it, you know you fill out it, it the whole it's very much played to the crowd you fill out the whole
0: day even though you know most of the people are there for the people late at night right like it's just the reality I mean Coachella's like that too yeah Except the difference is, and I feel like between country music and Coachella is, I don't know a lot of country fans that are like big fans of the smaller up and coming bands.
1: Well, like I recognize some of the up-and-comings because like they have like the one or two new hits. But that's what I'm saying though. But like, that's it. But, but they don't have enough. No, to I think build... you're
0: misreading what I mean by small band. I mean they're not playing the up. Oh. You don't have that with country music At yeah. least in my experience Maybe if you're in a country music scene Like in, if you live in Nashville Maybe mm-hmm. that's different Maybe you're like more familiar with kind of that smaller scene So that's what I'm saying Like The difference between this and Coachella Is that even Coachella You'll have people flying out for the smaller bands Whereas you probably don't have that in, in Stagecoach right. It's just a different thing So yeah, I could understand how people Would basically just gloss over the really, really
1: yeah. Oh, but Midland was really good. The band called Midland. Midland. Check Midland. them out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ironically, not from Midland, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Are they from a, some sort they're, of Midland? They're, they're from nearby Midland, Texas. Okay, I they're got Called it. Midland. Called themselves Midland call themselves Midland. Whichever. Liars. Yes. Uh, Ty is impressed by Matt's knowledge of Garth Brooks. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, eh, you know. <laughs> Better than me. I know some weird stuff about weird things. You know a lot about different music I know and know a lot about stuff, you know? Yes. Wikipedia helps you a lot. <laughs> um, That's weird.
0: Uh- <laughs> 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 Moving on. <laughs>
1: okay. Where um, <yeah, laughs> did you come from? Uh, yeah, so Stagecoach, <laughs> once again, a success. Stagecoach was a success. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to, yeah. Um, look forward to who they pick next year. Yeah, it's always going to be a good a, a good time. Always. Which you should probably get Alan Jackson. Now that I say that. Ha ha ha. <laughs> didn't he headline like two years ago? I no, say. I was there two years ago. who was before I swear that.
0: Where it was? I swear, Alan Jackson headline. I'm recently. pretty sure he, in the last five years, I'm maybe, sure that, that has happened. Probably. Anyways, let's talk about stage. Yeah. Story. All right, let's move out of music and into video games. Our final segment
1: here. Yes. Then I'll try to make this quick. All right. Uh, so, because uh, we're running on an hour 20 now. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so uh, we're going to take you on a world tour in video games. I want to set this thing up because none of these uh, stories come from America. Well, before we but, do story tips upcoming releases, so you're oh, ruining this. Oh, yeah. So. Hold your segue. You,
0: can, you ruined my segue, I ruined yours. All right. Even Fair nine. enough. <laughs> All right. Upcoming releases for this week include Super Mega Baseball 2. Uh, for PS4. That's right. It's a sequel. Super Mega <laughs> Baseball 2. It's a sequel. Uh, Perfect Angle for Switch. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze for Switch. So that is a Wii U game getting a port to Switch. So check that out. Those are your releases. Now, do your segue. Now do my
1: segue? So we're going around a, a tour of the world with these yes. news stories. Yes. Uh, none of these news stories uh, directly come from the U.S., but they probably could have uh, major implications. Major implications. Two uh, U.S. <laughs> Two U.S. gaming industries. All right, let's find out what. So, first
0: up, we go to Norway. Our friends in Norway, the Norwegian Consumer Council, is reporting the Nintendo eShop, Steam, Origin, and the PlayStation Store for breaches of clauses concerning the right of withdrawal. Gamers are being prevented by canceling from canceling pre-orders and do not fulfill the criteria that would make them exempt from the right of withdrawal. This is in breach of Norwegian and European consumer contracts legislation. Previously, the Nintendo eShop specifically was being singled out to change its rules and practices, but that led to no nothing being done. So now all four companies are being pursued in this case.
1: So this has to do with returns and refunds, right? Yes. Um, so whenever you make a digital purchase, mm-hmm. uh, a pre-order and it's a digital pre-order, Yeah. currently there is no way to back out uh, yeah. as once um, like either reviews hit or sales don't do so good or yeah. word of mouth. Uh, when those start coming out, people usually start to back out and try to decline their pre-orders. Now, if you play by credit card, you can usually cancel purchase that way. Yeah. But you should also be able to cancel it through the actual shop. That's not the case with uh, most European um, pre-orders. So, yeah, as it stands right now, most of these stores do not have
0: refund, uh, like uh, refunds available at all. Uh, PlayStation uh, Store or or Origin. Refund or cancel. Yeah, so PlayStation Store Origin nor the eShop. None of them uh, have any sort of refunds in place. Right. Steam, however, does have a sort of refund situation Is that it... they introduced about two years ago now. Right. That, is, it's a, that does exist. Credits, right? It's for... And it is also uh, predicated on time spent with the game. You, can, mm-hmm. you, you cannot spend longer than, I think, two hours with a video game uh, before you uh, basically... It's turned off. The refundability is turned off and you have mm-hmm. to keep it. Um, so stuff like that, that probably is against these rules because these pro- these laws were probably made before digital content existed yep. and they didn't consider that we were going to start buying so many things that we can't actually
1: touch and right. we can't actually physically return to a store. Right. The physical embodiment of what something right. is, so, physical products in a digital world.
0: I mean, we had this kind of, this is also sort of happening in the U.S. with the Steam stuff. We kind of had this conversation and are going to continue having this conversation as we kind of iron out the kinks. Yep. So yeah, I think this is just a natural kind of thing that's going bound to come up in the digital era as we get more and more into digital product.
1: Yep. And so you guys, the U.S. isn't doing anything about it. We're going to look to the European nations to...
0: I mean, hey, uh, they're a little bit more progressive than we are in that department anyways. So I don't know. We're still, we're really still doing the big fight of, do video games cause violence? Right. So that's a whole other thing. But yeah, uh, like of course, I am all for consumer productions, so I'm glad that this is a that uh, conversation that's happening. All right. All right, next. Move on Top to Belgium. We're jumping over to Belgium, where the Gaming Commission judges have concluded that pay, paying loot boxes, paying for loot boxes, is a game of chance. And game of chances is gambling. So yeah, in November of 2017, the rise of loot boxes in video games led to this Belgian Gaming Commission to look into the matter to determine if the in-game elements met the definition of a game of chance. They concluded that paying for loot boxes indeed... Are game's of chance, and a criminal law approach is in effect. Quote, players are seduced and deceived by it, and none of the protective measures are, for gambling are being applied. So, this means that this will likely lead to legislation mm-hmm. making it closer to a gambling, uh, gambling uh,
1: situation if, if... Right, now we've already yeah. seen companies take approaches in the U.S., where they put their odds out yeah. or they make it more obvious that it's yeah. a pay to win or a loot box scenario or a, a paid subscription something type like a that a little clearer uh, yeah messaging but now they have to do the same thing but in europe but europe will have stricter rules right because of it.
0: so yeah i mean this will be we'll probably see a lot of countries have this conversation
1: Right. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how much longer loot boxes or any types of these will stay into effect. Yeah. Because it's a immediate, um, immediate reaction, like harsh reaction from not only the community but just from everywhere. Yeah. So it's it'll be very interesting to see how long this stays, and if we get to a chance a point where companies have to come up with something new yeah. to take our money so we'll see moving on to
0: the uh something called the gdpr now this is the big european blockade now so uh, we're zooming out in the 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 uh, in europe here the new european general data Protection regulation production requirements have taken effect as of the beginning of May, so as of yesterday. This was an agreement made in April 2016 that will act as the primary law regulating how companies protect the EU citizens' personal data. Some of the key protection requirements include consent for data processing, making collected data anonymous, providing notifications for any and all data breaches, and appointing a data data protection officer to the larger companies. It is important to note that any company that markets goods or services to EU residents, regardless of location, is still subject to the regulation of these rules. So this is nationwide. This is, or I guess... This is global. Like, well, international, let's put it. Yes. Uh, amongst the EU nations. So that's
1: that's potentially really really good. Yes. Uh, however, because of this, some of these smaller companies are actually shutting down their EU servers. Oh, Uh, Because they do not want to operate under these guidelines. Basically, yeah,
0: because they would be basically handing over all this data on their players to Mm -hmm. a government entity. Right. And I could understand that maybe some people who run companies, as people who run companies are, would be a little leery of that. Yeah. But to me, this sounds like, no, this is good. It keeps the consumers away from potential data breaches, which is... Which is already being an issue. Uh, Sony's internet. had
1: like three hacks in the past yeah. five years. Right. Microsoft had two. Nintendo, none? Why? <laughs> because they're barely on the internet. That's I why. <laughs> no, they have to find friend codes to do it. Yeah. There's a friend code everywhere. But yeah, Steam definitely. <laughs> uh, but this goes beyond just video games. This applies yeah. to any digital platform any that platform, collects yeah. data. So Netflix were probably associated
0: with this too. Yes. All right. So uh, that, uh, we'll keep an eye on that as that uh, evolves. Right. And uh, lastly, in video game news, we move over to South Korea, who's been in the news for all sorts of reasons. Now,
1: now we previously covered how South Korea had a raid and worked with uh, Blizzard in cracking down on hackers well, and cheaters. Well, guess what? We have a resolution of sorts to that story.
0: That Overwatch raid has resulted in a two-year probation for one hacker, While another had to pay $10,000. It's the first official ruling against the 13 suspects and 11 more cases are currently under investigation by the South Korean Prosecutor's Office. The maximum punishment for those involved is two years in jail and an
1: $18,000 fine. Uh, However, that that may sound like a lot, but if you do the conversion, it's a... One million dollar or well, uh, one million won. won, won, uh, won. Thing that yeah, the won. one million won. That's a lot, yeah. So, yeah, uh, don't hack
0: uh, major video game publishers' stuff, man. Major video game publisher yes. stuff. <laughs> so, this is just, yeah, those those hackers, I mean, they're getting what uh, they, yeah, getting what they bargain
1: for. Uh, well, so it's probation from. Mm-hmm. So the approbation may sound weird, yeah, but it's mainly targeted at internet cafes and uh, right. for him to not go online to uh, yeah. the Overwatch. Because
0: contrary to how American gamers play, yes, in South Korea it's very common for people not to have a great internet connection at home, and yet a great one at their
1: local internet cafe where mm-hmm. they typically play. It's very common correct so. Uh, so that probation is just it. It's a probation. Yeah. However, should he violate that within two years, then he automatically goes to jail and has to pay those fines. Got it. Okay. Uh, and this is just like like we said, the first step in this crackdown. Well, they mm-hmm. cracked. they already are cracking down? they still continuing to crackdown But the first step in any actual punishment being as a result of this. Yeah. So. South Korea is a really big gaming... Uh, not just with Overwatch, but with, like, StarCraft, Starcraft and, uh, and Dota and MOBAs yeah, and League. Lots. Yeah. Oh, that was the other part about this that I didn't include in the notes, but some South Korean players in the Overwatch League uh, that's currently uh, taking place yeah, um, have been cracked down for cheating as Ooh, well. well. Uh, one person is currently serving a 30-month 30-day 30 30 yeah. suspension. Oh, geez. Uh, For um, boosting uh, their their mm-hmm. performance. And, and another one had to pay a fine of $50,000 uh, for boosting. Wow. Yeah. Other addition to the following game suspension. Okay. All okay, right. Well, uh, we'll have more, i sure,
0: on that story as it kind of continues there. And that will do it for video game news. But before we wrap up video games, we have a couple of games to talk about. You have been continuing
1: playing <laughs> God of War. Yes, uh, we have been continuing to stream God of War. Yes. Uh, I have yet, I have yet to play that. Take that game off streaming. Yeah. Um. Whenever I jump on that thing, I still stream it. A lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Um. We We've opened it up. We're going to other realms, which is great. Uh, we're getting more lore based, talking more more boys, boy, boy stuff, boy. and um, getting more stories from a talking head. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a really great game. Definitely one I'm really glad I bought, and I'm gonna be divesting pretty much all my time into this thing. Yeah. Until Detroit Become Human comes out at the end <laughs> of the month. But until then,
0: I'm also playing another video game. Yes. Uh, I'm playing some Kirby Star Allies on Switch. That is the new Kirby game that came out last month. I'm just catching up uh, with that release. Uh, so I'm about probabl- I feel like I'm probably about three-fourths through the single-player uh, uh, story mode. There are other modes and minigames I have yet to try out, but I'm going to try to finish the story play- player mode before I whip up a thoughts post for you guys on MediaBonePodcast.com. Uh, But yeah, uh, so far, it's a Kirby game, Uh, so if you've played a Kirby game before, you know exactly what to expect. It's platformer, it's cute. Uh, Kirby teams up with his friends this time, and a lot of the cool moments of this game are about the things you can do with your your AI or real-life partners. Uh, So yeah, you can, like, form a ball and roll really fast. You can form a bridge, so that way a non-player character can walk across the bridge and unlock a door for you. Uh, stuff like that. And like uh, They can help you out with like combining powers. So say you need... Not only do you need to hit a hammer switch, but the hammer switch is also encased in ice. What do you do? You hold up your hammer, so that way your fire buddy can light the hammer on fire, giving you a flaming pan. <laughs> so that way then you can get...
1: You friend. have a lot of fun with,
0: with it's all the fun. friend powers. They're so cute. And that's the thing, is that this game is super adorable. Um, I definitely I have, I have a weakness for... Kirby games, partially because of how dang cute they are. (laughs) And man, this one is definitely cute. So, if you like Kirby games, if this sounds like the perfect antidote to our political and uh, the uh, uh, dark world we live in right now... If you're looking for a little pink ball of sunshine. Well, pick up Kirby Star Allies for (laughs) Switch. It's very, very fun. I don't know how much... Maybe don't buy it. Maybe rent it if you can. Maybe borrow a friend's copy. I don't know how much... Like, there is, like, longevity Contents? here. There's It's a Kirby game, so it's fairly easy. And there's not a whole lot of stuff to go back and get, even though there are the occasional, like, oh, I'll come back with this power to do this. But it's not really that much about backtracking. It's a very simple, simple, easy game. But if you like that kind of thing, this is for you. So, so yeah, check out Kirby uh, Star Allies. I'll be playing a little bit more of that. Maybe put some
1: thoughts up for you guys. Okay. Um, That's I've... all I've done. Uh, I have continued to play Marvel right, that on my phone. Yeah, uh, Marvel Strike Force on my phone. I have played according to the game 33 days straight of logging in. That's that a thing. lot. It's a lot of days. Yes. I've unlocked It's a full month. It, it Yes. That's how that goes. That's yes. how I know I've played 33 days because yep. they have a month calendar going on it and I have logged in and it says you've logged in consecutive days and it's why do you do this to yourself? Well, one, I can get all the, the quests done that I need in, like, half an hour. Oh, okay. Tops. Tops. Like, 15 minutes at, at, like, if I'm going fast with it. Because uh, the only thing I have to wait, wait for is, like, a six-minute cooldown time, so I don't have to spend points. But everything else is... Basically, I'm running on autopilot at this point. <laughs> yeah. But I have so much still to unlock and build up in order to continue the story to To where it's kind of worth it. I mean, it's a free game. Yeah. And, and for me, to spend fifteen minutes of my of my day to go through like just the basic quest challenges, uh, to it's it's worth it. The commercial is still playing. I, I'm still enjoying it. It's okay. It's still worth it. I mean, this this game's got some longevity to it. There's still stuff I have yet to unlock, and there's still stuff that the game is yet to unlock because. They're still working on it. There's still more right. stuff that the game will be built up as a part of, as attachment, as mm-hmm. as DLC. Not yeah. a DLC, but, but content and well, content, yeah, content updates. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, that's kind of
0: the norm. Oh, this way it wasn't really. I should probably mention this real briefly. Uh, we didn't address it in the news, but we should bring bring it up. Speaking of mobile games, uh, Nintendo, I guess, had a um, one of their financial calls where they talked about kind of performance of things, they apparently are disappointed in the numbers that their mobile games have done. And want to still, but they're not giving up on them. In fact, they're doubling down. They want their mobile division to make $900 million over the course of 2018. Okay. Because that's basically where they want it to be. So a billion dollar invention. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's where they want it to be. I'm like, wow, that's really ridiculous number there. Yeah, but they they're disappointed with how much is done so far. They're saying that they haven't made the money that they thought they were going to be. However, they did say something interesting also about that. They said that they credit their mobile offerings for their success in smaller countries, saying that they wouldn't sell have sold so many switches internationally if it wasn't for Basically, the mobile games being a Trojan horse for their IP. Oh, like people basically play... people got more excited for Mario Odyssey because of Mario
1: Run was the argument. Right, people play in smaller um, countries. Right, people play uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf. Really right. right. up with Animal Crossing. And, and so uh, yeah, yeah. So even
0: though they said generally that the mobile stuff has been a disappointment, they still credit it for getting them into markets that they wouldn't have necessarily been as successful. Mm-hmm. So and, yeah, it's mm-hmm. interesting uh, to, to see kind of. Different shades of that mobile thing, where some yeah. people have big successes and then and then some people just don't. Yep.
1: Yeah. And then uh, just for a brief reminder, Nintendo will be doing a Treehouse event yeah. pro- next beginning of next month, which is of course right before E three. Oh god, are we a month out from E three already? We're a month out from E three.
0: Oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. All right. Well, we'll talk about that when it gets closer. As for now, that does it for video games, and that does it. ...for the Media Boat Podcast.
1: So here's when the plugs happen. All right. Take a deep breath. Let's see how well you can plug us. All right. First up, if
0: you want to see our podcast live like you are, hopefully, right now, we're on YouTube. Search YouTube for Media Boat Podcast and you'll find our channel. We are live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time right here on our YouTube channel. If you want to subscribe and find out when we go live as soon as we do... You can click on that little bell and it'll give you a little notification when we go live. That's pretty cool. We're also in audio form if you want to hear us and not see us. You can find our podcast on venues such as Apple Podcasts as well as podcasters all over as long as they run on RSS feeds. You can get our RSS feed and plug it in. You can also find our writing on MediaBoatPodcast.com. This is where we post Features, stories, uh, our thoughts about things we've seen, listened to, played, or watched. Or seen. That watched and seen are kind of the same thing, but you know what I mean. And uh, if that's not enough for you, you can also catch us on social media. We're on Twitter at, at MediaBoatcast, We're on Facebook, Search media Podcast. Find our page. We are also on Twitch.tv when we stream video games, like right now, our series ongoing about God of War. You can also find us on patreon.com slash media where you can help us out with money. You got money to spare? Are you one of those people who can afford that million dollar ticket? Well hey, don't spend your million dollars on the ticket. Spend your million dollars on us. That'd be great. Because if you donate to us, we can make our content even better for you and make exclusive content just for you people who are patrons of us. You can donate as little as a dollar. Just a dollar a month. So you don't even have to be a millionaire now. A little a dollar a month will still be enough to help us out. So, please, if you can, help us out. Throw a dollar our way. We appreciate it. And that will do it. So, we will see you guys next
1: Wednesday on the Media Boat Podcast. Have a good week. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with more news and updates and thoughts uh, for you. All sorts of things. All right. Thank you all for tuning in, listening to us. We'll see you all next week. Okay, bye.